Raisin Man Arena. We've been really ignoring the chat in the last couple episodes. Yeah, already I was thinking we should ignore this question about where is Sam. I don't know where he is. <sighs> Sam left. Sam <laughs> Sam left the house without saying anything. Um, no, I, he's in Cape Cod. He's in Cape Cod. Um, he asked um, if he should bring his recording equipment to do the podcast from Cape Cod. And Felipe said no. <laughs> I said no. So- I said no. No, no Raisin Man third mic for class traders. Yeah, I say I said, <clears throat> go have fun with with your family of, of financiers and um, uh, woodworkers. His, brother's, <laughs> his brother is a woodworker. Oh, I didn't know that. That's very yeah, sweet. It's a cool job to have. Sarah, what if we did our what if we did the podcast like with a kind of sultry radio voice? What do you think mm, about that? I think that would be nice to do. Do sort of deeper, yeah. slower voices. Yeah. Like we're on NPR. Yeah. I think I have sort of a deep voice naturally anyway, so let's just keep toning it down. Do you think you've, uh, throughout your life, you've compensated for a low voice by raising the voice? Have you ever done anything like that? Where you, you know what I'm saying? I think I raise it on stage out of nervousness, and then people after shows will say, you talk a lot different in real life, so... Uh, yeah, I don't mean to do it. I have a high-pitched voice that I don't like, and so often I will um, lower my voice and try to talk lower. Mm, to be more mask. <laughs> to be more mask. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I I wasn't. Yeah, I knew. I know I have a high voice, but it wasn't until I started uh, hearing the Raisin Man episodes, not out of vanity. Okay. I don't listen to them out of vanity. <laughs> I have to edit them, so I have to hear them. But it was once I started listening, I was like, man, I sound like a bitch. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I sound like a bitch. Yeah. I like the sound of my voice, um, which I think is like an unusual thing. I like hearing recordings of it. Every time I send someone an audio text message, which is almost every day, multiple times a day, I listen back to all of my messages. Uh, right I do after. too. I listen to them yeah. right the second after. <laughs> Yes, and I like hearing them. Yeah. They make me laugh. Yeah. That's fun. Um, you make yourself laugh? I make myself laugh. Yeah. Nice. Uh, hearing myself laugh like a minute ago makes me laugh again. Like, <laughs> Wait, are you listening to the stream as you talk? No, no. I mean, if I listen to a recording of myself and I'm laughing in the recording, hearing myself laughing in the past, I laugh oh. in the present and sort of like a cosmic unity of laughing. I thought you were saying like, as I laugh, I am also <laughs> listening. So I'm laughing and listening. And then that's like a feedback <laughs> That'd be loop. psychotic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was on a uh, Caroline Doyle's matchmaking podcast um, yesterday, I guess. And uh, uh-huh. I had to send my audio to them afterwards and I was like listening back to myself oh, they do on it, it like we do it where, where you record your own audio. Yeah, you record it locally and send it to them. Um, and I was a little bit worried about how I came off because it was like a dating thing. And I was like on a date with someone that they'd matched me with. Uh, and I was just listening to my laugh and I could only hear, you know, my side of the audio, of course, and not what anybody was saying. But I could just tell from the tone of my laugh, like fake laugh, fake laugh, fake laugh, real laugh, <laughs> fake laugh. <laughs> and it really uh, freaked me out that I was like, oh, it's so obvious, like the fake laugh or it is to me, of course. Yeah, but isn't like isn't all laughter kind of a social a social thing, right? I mean, it's like, when is it when is it really fake? 
when because isn't it real when it's like releasing tension actually or like can can i get okay can i i can't ask you to do a real laugh but can yeah. i ask you to do a fake laugh so we can hear it um i i'm almost self-conscious to do it because i do it so often i don't want people to know if they don't already <laughs> people are gonna know <laughs> that's fake laugh. Laugh. <laughs> next time you're like <laughs> that's the sarah fake is- laugh <laughs> what's the fake laugh i guess it's kind of hard to do it on command but it's like <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah because i can hear i can hear you like pushing the air out oh <laughs> <Like that. laughs> uh, I, I have this laugh that i would do at open mics where um i think it's actually real but it's when i'm tired and i want to mm. show support and sometimes i do laugh I, it is real laughter but i go like this i go ha 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 <laughs> like that's not even an exaggeration that's really mm. what it's i'm just like Ha uh-huh. ha! And people would always turn and look at me and be like, "You're making fun of the performer." And I was like, "No, I'm trying to support it." That's funny. That's the thing that's annoying about comedy is like you have to make a sound that affirms that it's funny, or else it's a failure. Yeah, it's a weird thing. So for you to make that sound is just to be like, "I hear it. It's funny." That's just the sound I'm gonna make. Yeah. Mm. Or yeah. Or even worse, it's like I hear it, and I want you to keep. I when I love you. <laughs> that's all that sound says yes. i hear you and i love you it wasn't I funny hear you, i see you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know you're up there telling jokes i can <laughs> tell yeah that's what you're doing um well let's get right into it so sam so today's a special episode because sam is uh gone i hope he's listening from up there in uh heaven and um i wonder if he's listening live <laughs> i think if he was he'd be on the chat he's not even he's he doesn't even I guess if he's not going to be on the show, he's not going to want to listen to the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he do that? Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> he's on vacation. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sam's not here. I, he didn't respond to my, I posted it on uh, Instagram about how the, uh, he's our worst audience rated um, cast member. And I thought he would DM me back something, but he didn't. So I hope it didn't hurt his feelings. I guess no, I'll find he's, out. I mean, he's fully checked out from the internet. Like he's oh, usually great. like, he's usually like, answering emails right away and like you know i've been sending him tweet after tweet and not and not one <laughs> lol so i think Aww. he's having a good time that's wonderful yeah that's good for him but, but so that's the first thing that makes the episode special and it was the second i'll let you say it because it's your sec- lived experience the second thing is that i have coronavirus uh and this is what wait, having wait, coronavirus- wait, 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 wait. hold on hold on hold on um um Wait, let, let me find a good song of to play when you say that one more time. Um, Don't tell me when to go. <laughs> um, hold on. Hold on. Everyone take a little rest. Hold on. Okay. Say it one Ready? more time. I have coronavirus. Nice. Asymptomatic. Asymptomatic, but this is what coronavirus can look like if you're if you're watching live. Or also, I have this. I didn't put this out for the podcast, but I just saw it's next to me. 
this is also what it looks like. This is <laughs> wait, that's so funny. Wait, someone else got a doctor's note too. I've gone to the, I've gotten tested for Corona like three times, and I haven't gotten that that <laughs> nurses nurses office ass doctor's note. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, after they told me that I had it, I'll tell the full story of of getting it. Um, but the doctor kept um, insisting, like, for my work, for my work, did I need a note excusing me from work? And I just kept being like, I don't, I don't have a job. I don't have a job. And he was like, don't you need an excuse to get no work. Look at, the, <laughs> yeah. look at the news, motherfucker. Exactly. Like, that's the last of my my concerns now that I have the deadly virus. Like, the fact that I have been unemployed for seven, eight weeks. I don't even know. You should have um, said, I don't need it for work, but I need it for the gram. Please, please draw it up. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I felt sort of um, awkward about even posting it on Instagram. I was talking to Felipe about this earlier. I was like, is this just sort of craven and pathetic of me to be like using my coronavirus to promote people listening to the podcast? But it's my body. It's my choice. It's my diagnosis. Uh, so I can do whatever I want with it. Well, the other thing about it is that the day before you got the positive diagnosis, Sarah was in my house and I have not allowed people in my house without masks except in some case some certain occasions that me and my roommates have agreed on but enough time had gone by that i was starting to get um what do you call it lax i I mean lax isn't the word i'm looking for i'm i'm looking for the word um confident or i was just starting to feel safe i was like we haven't had coronavirus thus far therefore it is impossible that we will ever get coronavirus (laughs) And yes. so it was my birthday, August 25th. Let's get We were going to meet in the park. We were going to meet in the park. It was rained. Also, let's get a happy birthday going in the chat for me. Um, and also for Ian Feria, whose birthday it was on Wednesday. Whatever. But um, we were going to meet in the park. It rained out. And then Sarah said, let's just meet at the house. Or you didn't was, say it. We said it. I don't remember it being my idea, but yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. It was kind of my idea. And then you came in and uh, you didn't have a mask and you were there for a while. And we ate cake and um, uh, celebrated. Yeah, we're probably in there for an hour talking and a group of four of us close together sitting around a coffee table. Um, Yeah. And we don't usually do that. So it was kind of crazy. And then I guess I'll tell the story of what happened from there. So then uh, I needed to get a COVID test because I was going to do a a shoot this weekend for Johnny Froman and and Jesse Mornerit, who I think are probably not listening. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that was for nothing. (laughs) Was for nothing. Um, And I was ADing it and producing it. So it was my job to make sure everybody got the COVID tests. But like, I didn't even really give a shit about it. I was like, I obviously don't have it. No one who's going has it. But we have to do this because otherwise it would be unprofessional irresponsible um so i went and got mine and i was supposed to get it in the evening with jesse but i was dreading the nose part of it so much that i went as soon as i woke up and like got out of my house i like went down and got the test and uh the way the rapid test works is um they get a group of 10 of you and you're like in that group together at the in the waiting room and then you go back and they put you in each of the little doctor's rooms and the doctor comes like one room to another like super rapid um they swabbing use the all same your noses on all of you yeah <laughs> they just keep reversing it different sides <laughs> now it's a different side he keeps yeah. he keeps going like this with his finger to like clean it <laughs> <laughs> exactly and so i kind of knew the guys in my group i think even one of them was like someone who was going to be on the shoot because then i recognized him i saw him on 
Instagram later and I was like, oh, I saw you. You were in my group. Um, and uh, then we all get taken outside to wait for our results. And you like stand in your group for 15 minutes and you can sort of chat and hang out. And everyone was like in a wonderful mood. I was in such a good mood um, because the test was over and uh, waiting for my result. And the doctor came outside and he had a stack of papers that are all the doctor's notes saying I don't have coronavirus. And he called um, everyone's name one by one. And he called like the nine people who had been before me. And like they Whoa. all got their papers and we're like, awesome. And we're going home. And then he called me and I walked up to get my paper. And he was like, yeah, you, you come with me. Um, <laughs> and so like in that moment, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I, no, I'm not going to go inside with you. Like, this Damn. is just a formality. I don't have it. I'm just here for it's a shoot. This is Johnny Froman's shoot. This is a pilot. <laughs> uh, doctor, this, I'm going to Johnny Froman's shoot. Nothing. Is that a lake? Yeah. Oh, God. I, I don't have coronavirus. It's just, that's not why I'm here. That's um, not who I am. That <laughs> that's ain't not me. who I am. <laughs> and so he takes me inside and it's like, uh, uh, leads me in the room. It's like, you tested positive for coronavirus. And I was like, obviously shocked and immediately about to cry. And like looking at my little note that they then handed me, I was like, I can't believe this. Oh, um, God. Can we like, they, can you get the positive on the screen so people can see the word positive? Yeah. Where is it? Oh. Sure, I'll take your word for it that that's what it says. It says positive. Nice. <laughs> it's checked. And the doctor asked me how I felt, and I said, really scared. Damn. <laughs> and uh yeah, uh he didn't seem alarmed by it, which I thought was crazy. Like what? Well, but I what, have it. What an epic fail. <laughs> what an yeah. epic fail. Wait, so, um, but then your doctor, your doctor wasn't like, uh, you know, go with God, like prayers up. He was just like, you're fine. And he also said something to you that made me feel more relaxed. Yes, he said he cited a number that I've never seen anywhere. <laughs> I've corroborated um, it kind of. I'll, I'll say what I think. <laughs> he said 80% of people uh are asymptomatic and never know that they had coronavirus at all 80 so percent of people i corroborated that number i think with either the world health organization or the cdc but i, I found different versions of that number and one of them said 80 percent of people have asymptomatic or mild cases and i was like that's different categories yeah you can't plump them into one category and asymptomatic one category mild is a different one so if you lump them together maybe two percent asymptomatic 78% mild anyways. Yeah. But I wonder if it's like mild enough for like every time I have a cough or a cold, I don't even register that I'm sick. I'm just like, that's nothing. <laughs> so True. he said that and um, he gave me another test and I haven't gotten those results back yet. And I was like, could this be a false positive? And he was like, I don't see why it would be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was thought about it for a second. And he I was don't like, think so. I <laughs> He said it's possible that you have coronavirus just like in this part of your nose, and it but hasn't that it gone hasn't up. gotten. It hasn't gone. Don't up. breathe. Don't breathe. Yeah, <laughs> just blow out. Blow out. <laughs> yeah, and so if that's the case, then I wouldn't really be infected. <laughs> it wow. seems like if it reaches that far, then yeah. You, once it's probably... here, it's your it's game over. What's it gonna? Do? Can you really like? All right, just like scrape it out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's already in your brain. Well, this is point. funny because when um uh so. When coronavirus was first starting, everyone was closing their shit. And Seth might know about this, but Legion of Skanks was like, let's do it. Let's go ahead with it. And Luis J. Gomez, the kind of head guy, he had a funny thing where he was like, we're good. We'll be safe. And one thing he said, he was like two things, which I have not heard since. So I think they were totally debunked. But he was like, 
Breathe in real deep and hold it in for 10 seconds. If you don't cough, you're good. Like that's a test that they're doing. And then the second thing he said was drink a lot of water because if you have COVID like here before the fork in the road between the uh, lungs and And the stomach, the the COVID will get dragged by the water into your stomach. Mm, That's smart. Yeah, that is smart. Yeah. Well, that's funny. I've been, I've been like, so neither of us have symptoms. I mean, we have the symptoms of uh, being scared and having panic uh, disorders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, um, I've been kind of doing like forensics on my house. So I was looking at where you were sitting and where I was sitting. I could, <laughs> I could draw up a little diagram, but. First, the window was open and a fan was blowing air from the outside. So already the air was getting diluted and the fan was kind of between you and me. It was a little Mm. higher. So if you were to if your mouth shoots a bullet of covid and it goes totally (laughs) straight, it would have gone into my nose. But if if the covid is more sort of like a kind of. (laughs) <laughs> like a kind of spray that it moves out diaphanous yeah diaphanous precisely and if the air is kind of moving in a not in a straight line from the fan but in a kind of cone then it would have been intercepted and it would have all gone to caroline yost who was to my <laughs> left <laughs> damn that's funny yeah, yeah but I, you I do have that big fan that's totally pseudoscience like i can't I can't confirm nor deny that that's what happened. But it sounds like that might have been what happened. Well, I'll say then, you know, what happened next was I left the office and I called my mom. I think I actually texted Johnny Froman first because I was like, this is the person I got the test for. I should text him and say I have the coronavirus. Uh, and then I called my mom and told her and she didn't seem disturbed by it, but I uh, she was calm. And then I had to text every one of my friends, basically, because I've seen everyone I know in the last 10 days, sort of or like 10 or 12 people. Yeah, you just did the um, world tour. Yeah. <laughs> you did the handshake tour. <laughs> and I had seen like some people I haven't seen in a really long time. And we had like finally gotten together for like to hang out at a park or something. So I really like uh, upset a lot of people, I think. Um, and then everybody like raced to get their COVID test except for Felipe because he wanted to wait the incubation period, which is smart. Other people wanted the cheap relief of knowing I know, immediately. People, yeah. people just wanted people just wanted to get that 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 negative. People wanted to get that W right away. And I thought, what's even the point? And to this like now, see, this is how misinformation happens. Everybody got the fast. <laughs> everybody got the fast test like a day after. So to me, that's useless because it's like first, there's a lot of false negatives and you didn't let incubate. And at first people are like, yeah, I guess you're right. Right. At first they concede me that. But as the days go on, they're like, well, we all got negative and it's become now it's become solidified into truth. The same way that Mm. Donald Trump solidifies his his um, alternative facts. Now in our whole friend group, everyone's like, well, everyone got negative. I'm like, that's not good enough for me. Also, um, loving everybody's doing a, a riff on the I hope the vaccine is a gummy joke. Uh, please keep doing it. Keep tweeting it. Keep keep it going. Let's try to get this all the way to let's try to get Obama to to fave that tweet or to do a vaccine is a gummy joke. Let's try to get him to do it. That's funny. Uh, my roommate says in the chat, feeling invincible because I haven't gotten covid. My roommate, Sydney, has not gotten covid and remains by my side in my apartment with me. All of these five days later, my best friend that I live with, my best friend of 
11 years left immediately um when i said that i had it and uh yeah that's a that's an epic fail yes he left uh and went to his girlfriend's parents beautiful home um and on his way out he was like oh yeah uh, i guess if you need something uh uh yeah let me know um and i haven't haven't gotten anything from him but a lot of people have brought me nice stuff so it's been kind of all right sydney uh, is this week's social distancing queen <laughs> very cool um yeah i don't know but i'm i don't know if i should be freaked out or not i mean are we freaked out sarah we've uh, been out of out of the three people in this podcast we've been the two most neurotic about getting covid absolutely so here we are. It's it's funny. Yeah, if you're not a fan of the show, uh, me and Felipe have been extremely scared of getting coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. so that's what makes this episode special. And Sam has been unafraid because he thinks because he's physically strong, that means he can't be felled by disease, which is incorrect. He thinks he just because be. he eats a bucket of fried chicken every morning for <laughs> breakfast that COVID can't get him. Think yeah. again, Sam. Think again. Think again, Sam. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's, what? I had one other thing I wanted to say about it, which uh, I was just talking to you before um, we got on the show, is I, I was, like, wary of posting about it on Instagram because I complained last week I, like, don't, like, um, sometimes getting a deluge of DMs of support from people when I don't really, like, need it or know how to respond to it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to post this COVID thing, and then all day I'm going to be getting this, like, hope you feel better soon stuff that I doesn't mean that much to me. And uh, almost no one DM'd me. <laughs> so... Fitting. I don't get that. What happened? I have you know no what idea. I think it was? What? I saw your post. There were too many words. And COVID mm. was buried in a lot of mm. words. You just got to so put, people I have COVID. It. I have COVID <laughs> on the big impact font. Yeah. I guess I should have. I didn't want to be sensationalist, but I missed an opportunity instead. So I helped Most myself Most people back. scroll through and they're looking for, you know, they're looking for for something i don't know what people are out there for i don't know what they're looking for i'm looking for ask me anything i like when people do this do you like those every time i do one i'm like i'm a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> i deserve to be squashed <laughs> i like them i'm worthless <laughs> yeah i think they're fun uh, man yeah i think i mean it just makes me like think about my body a lot i'm like what's this that i'm feeling am mm. i feeling to, you know a dry cough i go i'll go over to my pantry and i'll open up the cumin and i'll smell it i'll be like can i smell the cumin still wow yeah that's funny i've done yeah. that and i did that the other day and i was will was in the room and i was like i don't want him to look at me doing this humiliating thing so i <laughs> turned my back i smelled but it was like a, it's, i do that i do that too with spices jay romano who's jay romano mm. hi jay romano uh hey jay honored to have the title yeah. Well, so me and Felipe both got slow tests. I, I got the rapid test and then I got the slow test. Felipe got the slow test. And we have our results in an envelope and we're going to be opening them at the end of the show. At the end of the show. So, that's so right. you're going to have to stay tuned. Stay yeah. tuned to find out what the slow test result was. Have you listened to New Disclosure album? Is it good? Man, the chat is the chat is going off in its own, it's its own world. There's a New Disclosure album? What is that? Disclosure. I'm going to plug my computer in. <laughs> um, Disclosure is uh, that band that was big when we were in college. What was that song? Fuck. Mm. It was like, when a fire starts to burn. Oh, yeah. Psh, that's right. Psh, psh. 
Dude, I haven't listened to anything. I also don't even. Someone DM'd me the other day and asked me for stand-up special recommendations. I was like, I haven't watched a stand-up special since 2017. Tell them the yeah. Eddie Pepitone. <laughs> it's good. I'm not lying. Yeah. I'm not lying. Or Nick Nemiroff. He just came out with one recently. Word. A word. Man, I, uh, I, I was. I feel kind of bad even bringing this up, but it is sort of where my mind's been at this week. It feels bad because it's a real um, look. I know it's like I know the world is bad right now and I know things are fucked up, but I'm still trying to make cartoons. Mm. I got to keep my my day to day life moves on. And that's Uh, what the world wants. you to do. I guess so. Yeah, I think that's my purpose. And maybe I've been I've been plopped into the wrong moment in history to make cartoons. But I just like talk. I like will have conversations with like. you know like people in in the entertainment industry who are like hey i like your cartoons like what if you developed something blah 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 but i just have been feeling like i was told like quite explicitly like yeah everybody's looking for family guy <laughs> and <laughs> i can't think of a of a more of a of a darker worse thing to hear um, wow and like I don't know. Maybe I'd like to make Family Guy, but I'm just like, what the fuck? I don't know. I I don't I don't want to. I I don't know. So I guess maybe what I'm trying to say is that there are moments where I'm like, man, am I cut out for this? Like, do I want to do this? Do I want to make mm. Big Mouth? I don't think so. <laughs> but no one wants to make the stuff you know that I'd like to make because we don't have yes. public arts funding. Yes, and I'm willing to make almost no concessions to making something that I don't feel like making. I'd rather not do it at all, you know? Totally. I'll say this, too. My stuff is not, like, particularly arty. It's, like, kind of... It looks like TV animation, but it's, like... So, I'm not... I can't get grants for it. I can't go... You know, MoMA is not going to give me a residency, or, you know, Mm. or the New Museum is not going to give me a residency to make another cartoon... But then if I want to get on TV with it, it's they're like, oh, this is nice. Could it be more like Big Mouth? Yeah, that's a funny thing. I feel like I hear this feedback from um, people we know in the Brooklyn scene that they get this from their their managers, that their stuff doesn't um, it's not mainstream enough. There's not a wide enough audience. It's too weird. And the people we know don't make the weirdest freak ass stuff. They're not even real like outsider artists. They're just like cool Brooklyn kids. So like, how is that stuff? If that's too marginal, I don't really understand. It's sort of embarrassing. Yeah, totally. That's how I feel, too. <clears throat> I'll show people stuff and and it's like, yeah, this is a little bit like left field. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I made a yeah. cartoon about a, a gun that talks like SpongeBob. I want people to <laughs> like that thing so much and no one cares about that one. I love it. Gunno. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, you know what I watched last night? Have you seen, you know, I think their name is Joni Phillips. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I watched their cartoons. Yeah. Uh, really cool stuff. Yes. Yeah. I have, I've been, you know, I've seen a bit of it, but there are so many, like, she would make these epic, like, many episode long, uh, like, hours of animation. I don't know how she does it. Like, it's so much work, but they're, uh, big and long and like not you can't just sort of watch them on your you know like on your off time no yeah and i was trying to watch one last night i had a panic attack about the covid last night um 
And as I was ramping up to it and I was like, maybe I can swerve it and not have the panic attack. I was like, I'm going to watch these cartoons that I've been meaning to watch by this person. And I put one on and it was so loud and abrasive that it was like, all right, I'm going <laughs> to have the panic attack then. Which yeah. ones did you watch? Um, Goodbye Forever Party. I went back and then watched it today when I felt better. How have you heard about it them? was great. I guess because we're linked up in a Twitter network of you and people you follow and it shows up in my feed. So sure. Yeah. Um, but shit's cool and then i saw she had post i followed her on twitter and she kept posting for some reason just like at the minute i followed her she was like i made goodbye forever party when i was only 19 and then i made blah 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 when i was only 22 oh, and i was God. like i really don't need this energy i know you're like being facetious or something but that sucks well, I, I think <laughs> yeah uh i think she for sure like um f- feels like no one wants to buy this stuff or she was tweeting about it mm-hmm. and i was like i bet like it's so its own thing like you're it's like you just have to finish. You got to go from the beginning of, to the end of the vision. You can't like sell a half thing. Like you have to make the the whole um, Proust Proustian epic. Yeah, um, it's sick. I just saw me and Will just saw the Fantastic Planet. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Damn, you have seen it. I have with the blue little blue people. Damn, that shit was so cool. I want to put it up. I just want to put up the trailer. It's beautiful. Why isn't everything like that? Why don't they make a thousand of those I things? I know, I was thinking, and then I was... I'll just play the uh, trailer. But I was I was watching that, and I was like, well, first of all, like you can only have that shit in Europe, because... Um, hold on. Because they have, like... I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid to say that. It does feel like it has to do with public arts funding. Um... But hmm. I was watching it and then so it's like really cool and it looks like it's made it in pencil like the style is really kind of freaky. But then I looked at the next movie that this this guy did and it looks like <clears throat> and it's like a sci-fi. Isn't this cool? Man. Let me look. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. Damn. This woman's running away. Oh. Kadoosh. She's about to get, look at this, a finger boy, kicks her. Anyways, um, anyways, it just made me want to make cartoons, but then it's like, I don't know. Sometimes I think like, I, I just, I'm, I've made, I've made cartoons like my whole life just for myself and, and it's fun that way. And then it's like, I could never make something like that if I started making cartoons for TV. But if I was curious about making it, I could. I could try to live a life where I make no money and I don't have a family and then I just kind of dedicate myself <laughs> to that. And then I could do that. And you have your career. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> mm. Would you want to be like a MoMA retrospective type artist? I don't know. I don't want anything. I don't know what I want. I don't know. See, the thing is, the problem isn't that making any one cartoon would be bad. The problem is that I'm afraid to like make it, you know, to like go down a path, make a choice and change my life. Hmm. I think that's what I'm feeling. Mm. And because the risk of going down the path would be that you would sell out, like you're afraid of going down or the, you become unviable as a. No, just that I can't go back. Once you make oh, the decision sure. to be the whatever thing, you have to commit to it. And that's kind of scary. Whereas right now I can kind of like. Not. Yeah. I'll just keep making little Instagram videos. <laughs> yeah. Just having fun. Hmm. Just having fun. Do you like having a manager? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. 
<laughs> uh, man, what would Sam say if he was here? Hmm. I feel like he would give some kind of read on you and your anxiety about this and uh yeah, what it means about your personality or something. Can you can you give it a shot? Uh I don't know. I mean, Sam brings a quality that I I don't think I can I can do. It's fine if it's um, totally wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's funny. I, I I say Sam would say that because to me, it's a little bit more mysterious. I just feel like you're so uh, talented to me and I have so many opportunities to make stuff. I don't understand why you don't just um, pick anything and just do it without fear. I was hoping you'd That's say some bit, some joke answer. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> can you say a joke answer now? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't have a joke about it. It's something that makes me feel sort of emotional to think about. Oh, but yeah. Well, I'll try a joke answer. Felipe, you're afraid of that because um, uh, you think that if you make animation that that a hitman will come and kill you because you'll get too uh, <laughs> famous Epstein style and then a hitman will come and kill you. Mm. There's our joke. There's our bit. Uh, what else? What, 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 what else has been on your mind this week? I guess COVID. COVID stuff. I watched this new TV show yesterday called um, Million Dollar Beach House, which is Wait, like... Ian was talking about this. It's the algorithm just brings everyone to the same shit. <laughs> so that we can all just always be sort of having the same conversation. It's very sweet. Do you like it? Um, no, it's really racist. It's weird. Really? I can't believe. How yeah, is it yeah. racist? <laughs> In the first um, 10 minutes of the first episode, it's like really pretty explicitly racist. Like, uh, it's a brokerage in the Hamptons. It's just like they selling Sunset, you know, is the L.A. real estate show yes. is a huge success. And then they made this other show to like capitalize on um, real estate TV. And it's set in the Hamptons. And this brokerage is like five white people, one black guy, one white woman. Um, and they're doing all the little intros at the beginning of the episode. And everyone's kind of like giving their background. I'm from Minnesota and I came to New York City to get rich uh, and all this stuff. And the black guy whose name is Noel does his intro. And then they cut to a talking head of one of the white guys. And he's like, oh, Noel, proper gentleman, isn't he? Seems very polished, doesn't he? Very, very polished, a gentleman. Like as if it's so absurd that... Uh, this man would be presenting himself as like stylish and in the know. And it's just such an obvious microaggression that I was like, so, so, they, so they show another realtor who's like, Noel is bullshitting. Like Noel is pretending to be like a fancy guy. Yeah. And he's not a fancy guy. Yeah. And it's just like really, really weird. And I, I don't know. It's funny. You're not supposed to be surprised by, you know, atrocities that happen in the world anymore or something. But sometimes it's like the, the really horrible visceral atrocities that happen aren't surprising but the little minor stuff that's still like sliding by and showing up places you're like what like netflix isn't even being performatively like not putting this show on tv and also because it's a reality show they could make it be about how people do microaggressions in the workplace but they don't do they, they keep, just make do it they like keep do they bring that back do they keep making fun of noel for being fancy they make it where Noel is the person that no one likes at the brokerage and no really? one gets along with him yeah and it's weird damn yeah when i watched i watched the first season of love island and i think it's the first or maybe it was uh, i can't remember but they had one black man on the sort of guys team and i guess 
I'm not even going to explain it, but all the girls have to choose a guy right up top and no one chooses him. And it felt very clear, like no, none of the girls would say it, but it was like very clearly like they were choosing all the like handsome white guys. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it was just like, yeah, I guess I was like, they should have, they should have, the producer should have thought about that and figured that out. Cause now this guy's embarrassed. This guy's yeah, humiliated. It was really embarrassing to watch. And it felt like it didn't even feel like, it felt like a mistake. You know how sometimes in reality shows when there's like drama, you're like, oh, they they plan this or this is like. But it felt like you could imagine the producers watching that moment where the black guy's not getting picked and then being like, fuck, like we didn't think of that. We didn't think. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Um, yeah. And it was weird to me in this because it's like they edit the show together. Why don't they just edit it to be like, OK, and this episode's about how that guy's really racist. <laughs> like, right. That's what it should be. But instead they made it be like this is about drama between two random guys who don't get along. Yeah. So trying to be colorblind. Weird. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe they're level three. Maybe they've 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 done the full dialectic. They were full anti-racist. Now they're like, OK, now that we can go back to being colorblind. Yeah, that's true. That's funny. Maybe that's I was thinking about that with um I wasn't uh, for when I was asked to be on Caroline Doyle's matchmaking podcast, they didn't ask me what my sexuality was. I guess they maybe they asked somebody else, but I was like <laughs> either, <laughs> either they should have asked me or they're they're on level three where they just assume that any person can date anyone else and so they'll just match me with whoever they feel like. <laughs> I bet that wasn't and, that wasn't the way they were thinking. <laughs> yeah. I can't cool. think of any progressive approach to sexuality that's like, oh, anybody can fuck anyone. <laughs> I haven't heard of that like level of being woke. You think? But do you feel like that's the dream world that we're moving towards? Yeah, yeah. In the dream world, anyone can come up to you and grope you and kiss you <laughs> without asking you <laughs> any gender. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> what a world that would be. What a world. Yeah, people don't identify as anything. You know, I'm trying to like, usually when we do this, there's, we have like whatever, 20, you know, the, the little group of friends that watch us. And I think, I want to, I want to talk to Sarah as if there was nobody here, right? Because I feel like everything I say is um, influenced by the fact that I know people are watching. But I know that we have the, mm. our best conversations when uh, there's nobody around. So I'm trying to like invoke that. But then I think, what would I say to Sarah? And then I think, I can't say that. <laughs> I can't mm. say that on the thing. Because um, mm, it's too um, personal or... Because it's about somebody we know or whatever, something yeah. like that. But I'm, I'm still trying to like invoke that energy. Let's pretend that there's nobody here, Sarah. And what, what I would talk to you about. That's funny because I immediately just like opened up this list of topics that I had for the podcast. And I was like, I wouldn't look at this if we weren't. Um, <laughs> if we weren't, if we weren't talking with people watching, you wouldn't be looking at Check list. my phone for a list of <laughs> <laughs> ideas of what to talk about. I do that when we hang out all the time. I guess <laughs> I get scared when you're at my house. I don't know what I'm going to say. Um, hey, I'll say this. Hit me with the topics. Hit me with the topics. Yeah, to circle back to what we were just talking about, Caroline texted me and said she asked someone what, about my sexuality. So, that, yeah, that's she's that's listening. Cool. That's what I figured. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, Caroline. <laughs> oh, thanks for listening. I hope she didn't feel roasted by us. She, 
Yeah, I hope not either, because I didn't take any offense from it. I thought it, it was cool. That's the world I want to live in, as we described. Um, yeah, what would I want to talk to you about? Hmm. You can say one of those topics. Damn, we're really showing yeah. our ass right now. I'm showing my yeah. full ass. Um, I... Well, uh, this is a sad one, but this is something I would talk to you about in real life is I was really sad about the Kenosha stuff that happened this week. Uh, and it really made me sad to think of like a kid, um, a child, white supremacist killing people. I was like, that's worse than an adult, you know, in my mind. Um, so that really made me feel bad. Yeah, that boy's soul is lost forever. Mm. Yeah, that <laughs> is pretty sad. Is there anything funny about it? Is there anything funny to you about it? Huh. That's a good question. People, I thought there was it? a funny tweet about um, him wearing Crocs uh, that you retweeted. That was like, it's making fun of people for wearing Crocs. Crocs are cool. And if they're not cool, they're neutral. Um, but you shouldn't make fun of someone for wearing Crocs. Because he was. And you could hurt other people that wear Crocs. Who have nothing who to do with this. have nothing to do with this. And they're caught and they're caught in the crossfire. I don't, you know, no pun intended. I do think it's horrible. I think it's fucked up. But I don't, I also don't know if I should think of it as like, because a lot of people are like, watch this, watch this space. This is, this is the beginning of the whatever. But I don't know if I, if I take it that way necessarily. Wait, say that again? Because people are like, damn, this guy did this. Now this is going to pop off. Now we're like on the verge of this is going to happen every day, all the time, everywhere. Like the mm. whole country is going to become a war zone eventually. But I don't think I don't I'm not convinced yet. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've always had that question of like when people say like America has so many shootings, it's like, why don't we have shootings? Yeah. Every single day. Um, if we really have so many and people have so many guns. You know, it I was in the shower today and I was like, OK, someone could. I'm not saying that someone should or that I would want to or that I would want someone to be crazy enough to do it. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying someone could like, uh, you know, have like a grenade, then get arrested and take the pin out and martyr themselves. Um, and I was thinking, I was thinking, OK, we have a country filled with people, millions of people. How come not one person has thought of that? Hmm. You'd think in the country that there would be one person who had thought of everything. Yeah. And there and and so far that's borne out. There's been a balloon boy. There's been a woman <laughs> who got plastic surgery to look like a tiger. There's been the Tiger King. You know, any crazy thing you could imagine, someone in the country someone has done. Someone was willing it. to do that. Yeah, that's funny. That makes me think of um I remember back when um Bernie had not dropped out of the race. And uh, I was talking to my roommates about um, whether or not you would kill yourself uh, if it meant that Bernie, you know, would win the presidential well, through campaign. What, through what mechanism would those two things be related? <laughs> if it just became the case that you were given the choice and if you killed yourself, it would happen or if you died. If Donald Trump, um, if Donald Trump said, <laughs> like, Sarah Wilson, if you kill yourself, I will drop out. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's um, a good impression. That was a good impression. Yeah. So we were talking about this and and I was thinking like, probably not. I would hope that it wouldn't become publicly known that I had been given the choice and that I had decided not to. Um, but if I knew it was just private and it was just between me and myself, I would probably stay alive. Um, 
And um, okay, so you, but if if everybody found out, like, fuck, Sarah Wilson could have given up her <laughs> life, so Bernie could have gotten elected, then you'd feel shamed into doing it. But if no then, one knew about it, you wouldn't do it. Exactly. I, I think. I think. Realistically. Um, but we, I was having this conversation and then my roommate, Peter, like came out of his room and was like, oh, I would definitely do it. I would kill myself, uh, for Bernie to win. And I was like, that's crazy because you haven't even, um, phone banked or done any canvassing. So. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But you'd kill yourself too. Yeah. Roasted. <laughs> Speaking of, I've been working on an impression of, did you see the, uh, and then we'll get back to this topic, but did you see the, um, the trailer for that? Um, movie uh, that, based on the Mueller book, on the Robert Mueller book. No, <laughs> wait, you haven't seen this. Mm-mm. Wait, okay, let's just watch. It's so insane. So they made, oh, what is it called? Trump movie, um, Showtime. This this shit is crazy. It's called the Comey Rule, and they just like they. I guess Comey wrote a book about like his whole um whatever the fuck he did i honestly don't even couldn't even begin to tell you what he did but he wrote i'm psych i do know what he did a little bit but he uh, wrote a book about it and um they made a movie on showtime and it looks like the style the aesthetic of it is like um well you'll see let's see we are now 15 days before a presidential election, and we have to go through 347,000 emails to determine if one of the candidates in that election needs to be indicted. Russia, we think they're trying to sabotage Secretary Clinton's campaign. <laughs> they like, zoom in on a pizza game close. Hours to go before the polls begin to close. Wisconsin, you see the lead? This is a sweep. Director Comey, the networks have all called it for Trump. <laughs> This was not espionage. This was an attack. You're gonna get clobbered, Jim. Jim Comey, he's more famous than me. Really looking forward to working with you. Let's take a picture. I said Robert Mueller, but it's Comey. Who knows? I mean, who knows the difference? But but, but I I don't know. I do want to get to (laughs) one particular moment because it is really funny. We've now been presented the dossier concerning Russia and its connection to Trump. Putin began cultivating Trump as an asset and helped in real estate deals, hundreds of millions in loans. That constitutes a real threat to national security. Would you like to come over for dinner tonight? The impression is so wild. Just the two of us? Nobody gets treated as unfairly as I do. <laughs> it's disgraceful, <laughs> sir. I need loyalty. I expect who cares who cares about the rest wow damn it's so funny it's so funny that's crazy i've just been going that's crazy i i've just been going around the house going i need loyalty i expect loyalty <laughs> <laughs> that stuff makes me feel weird when they like turn current events into a movie too fast and then like real life is the also just a movie version of real life that comes out simultaneously like that's too many levels into the simulation. It's true. It's like we're not even done with the story. You're, <laughs> like, you're blowing already... your load too quickly. <laughs> we can't look back on this yet. We're like in the midst. Yeah, it makes me think of um, I went with my family and saw Vice on like Christmas Day, whenever that came out. You know that movie, the Adam yeah, yeah, McKay yeah. movie about Cheney? Um, 
And my parents really enjoyed it. And they were really like, yeah, that guy's a bad man. And I think I'm not sure, but I think my parents voted for George Bush. Wait, really? At least, <laughs> yes. Yes. So I was like, wow. <laughs> and they felt so like self-righteous and vindicated they by like, got themselves into liberals. Yeah. <laughs> they love dark comedies, so they couldn't help it. But um, so be moved. I think I mean, I just think it's like obviously such a misfire, like that they chose to turn it into this. Like intrigue kind of house of cards esque intrigue that's like the aesthetic they chose rather than like like trump comes across as this like genius villain (laughs) yeah not an idiot he looks smart and evil Hmm. rather than stupid Hmm. and evil no one gets treated more unfairly than i do it's a disgrace (laughs) that's that's crazy I wonder if that's what it's like, though, talking yeah. to him. Probably not. No one says it's like well, I think, really scary. I, I think that. I mean, I think he has said those things. He has said those words, but just in a dumber way. Not in a Batman yeah. voice. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel. That's crazy. Rachel. Man, oh, wild. So, um, but why did I bring that shit up? What were we even talking about? Anyways, <laughs> it would be cool if someone. It would be cool if someone killed Trump, but. I mean, I don't think anyone's oh, that's what we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. No, it's mm. yeah. It's like why? I, it's like someone's. No one's thought of. No one's thought of martyr, martyring themselves. Yeah. Right. Well, it's funny because I feel like when people do um, mur- martyr themselves or assassinate somebody, they're crazy, and they do crazy ones like um, killing John Lennon because you're obsessed with uh, with Catcher in the Rye, right? Or he yes. Um, yeah, but or or they have a religious belief where they believe there's a they'll be rewarded in the next life for being a martyr. And we don't have anything sure. like that in America. Yeah, I guess the point I was going to make is just that you're saying that because all crazy things exist in America, that like someone to kill Trump should exist. But it's sort of a lottery of crazy things that happen that lead you to become obsessed with like killing this person for this reason. And so, yeah, but it doesn't just see, it's no not one like, landed. It's not like Trump is a rando and we're like, let's roll the dice and see if someone's decided <laughs> that or, or whatever, or like, you know, cops in Kenosha or whatever. It's like, th- there's a whole, you know, there's a whole a bunch of normal, regular, reasonable reasons why someone would come to that conclusion. It's not, you know, they're not like John Lennon, I guess. Yeah, you know, that to me is random. It's like I, that, that's what I'm saying though, but it's just it, it does work in a dice rolling type fashion, so it's just a shame that he didn't get rolled. Um um I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we need we need some kind of transcendental values in America, something that will make people want to die for a higher, higher cause. I was going to say uh, another topic that I want to talk to you about Please. is the did you see the Bella Thorne stuff? Yeah, the Bella Thorne getting on OnlyFans. I'm gonna say this. I think the whole discourse about it is kind of stupid. Really? Why do you think that? I'm, I saw because the I want because it. I wanted to be spicy out the gate. Convince me, but I'll tell you why. But you should tell me why. Well, I just think it's funny that you had an opposite reaction to it as me. As soon as I heard that she was on OnlyFans, I was already pissed off. I was like, I just hate. Like people have like figured out this way to make some money. That's like kind of. Um, off to the side, like not by traditional means, have they found a way to like get rich off of um, doing sex work and being their own bosses and like independent contracting, basically. Uh, and so then for like someone who's already a rich celebrity to like come in and put themselves on that platform, like just pissed me off. And so then when I was given like an actual reason that her being on there was bad for sex workers, I was like, great, because I already What's didn't the like actual it. Reason? And, uh, um, 
So she got, she made a million dollars in the first day that she was on the app because she got subscribers instantly. And, um, and then like $2 million by the second day. And she, uh, released a photo that she said was going to be a full nude. And, um, if you, paid $200 for it. And so people bought it for $200 and it wasn't a nude. It was like a picture of her in lingerie and OnlyFans has a policy that if you scam people that you get your money back. So then suddenly OnlyFans had to pay out like a million some dollars to people who got scammed. So then they've changed all their rules now so that it's much smaller amounts of money that you get for um, different services that you offer. And uh, that just like obviously is getting in the way of sex workers making money on the app because now they're limited. So okay, sure, I guess she, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like <laughs> you think you think that doesn't matter. No, I guess that that makes sense. I mean, on one hand, I think it's like, I th- why not? You know, it's like why not be mad at celebrities? Like I, they deserve they deserve our contempt. Um, so that's that's fine i i guess it's not bad to be mad at a celebrity they have power so who cares but i just i guess maybe i am generally suspicious of any like kind of political conversation that is like about a single person like making a a decision it's like Hmm. i think that there are like of course she got like a ton of views. She's a celebrity. It's possible that a lot of people who like signed up to her thing wouldn't have signed up for other OnlyFans things. And ultimately like isn't really the problem that like that people have to like go into this precarious work um, that is like based on a website that like could change its rules at any time. You're you're basically working for this employer who like is not accountable to you in the lead. Like there's so many other structural problems that come before the decision of the celebrity to do OnlyFans. And it's like, <laughs> it's like anybody can decide to do OnlyFans. Like any celebrity could do it. And so it's like, sure, get mad at the one who sort of did it. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it is stupid. And it's like, fine, if you're like, fuck you. And why not? Why not be mad at her? But also it's like, I I guess maybe I need to think about it a little more, but I'm just, I'm just skeptical of any discourse. It's like about this one person's decision to do this one thing when it's like ignoring all these other things that that are, are really sort of bad about it. I think this is funny because when I knew I was going to like talk about this on the show, I, uh, guessed what your take was going to be on it. And I was like, some way Felipe is going to find a way to be like, leave celebrities alone. They should be protected. We shouldn't come after them. You thought that's what I would think. Why would you think that? (laughs) Because we had this conversation about um, how I don't like when celebrities insert themselves into political discourse and like say the wrong thing. Like um, John Mulaney posted about the uh, he posted the like reforms instead of the abolitionist platform and like got all these followers and and millions of uh, people sort of like as part of the movement around uh, reform over abolition. And I was just like, why is John Mulaney saying this shit? We were having a conversation about it and you were like, Oh, well, at what point in you becoming a celebrity would you stop saying what your opinions are? Like, why should a celebrity not be able to say what they think? And it's even if it's like has an outsized influence. And we had this whole we sort of got to fight about it. I got mad at yeah, you. you got pretty so mad at me. I, yeah, I don't even <laughs> see. I don't even remember what I like. Even as you said, I'm like, what do I think about that? I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, but I do. Put, I mean, I do ask you the question like, you know. You were, I know, I think that's you were getting up on stage and trying to be a comedian. And it's like, at what point would you say like, well, it's true that all sorts of people have bad opinions. Um, but it's like, 
everybody wants to say their stupid opinion probably right yes and it also is a question of like if you're a performer and your performance is through your body and it's you that gets on stage and people like watching you and hearing you talk and your thoughts uh is there a culture around those kind of people being artists and having fans that isn't like um a celebrity culture i don't really know well, what that would look politicians like politicians too like a lot of politics is about people thinking they have a personal relationship with you and you being likable and you being like kind of a celebrity basically like there's a lot of politicians who are really you know there's a lot of people who have like a good political mind and have good thoughts but you have to be able to like galvanize people and celebrity is kind of a shortcut to that but i don't know i guess it is i don't know i i don't even like feel that strongly and i don't feel that strongly about the bella thorne thing i guess i don't know no i, I see exactly what you're saying about the bella thorne thing it's like um just an argument about rules that we make in our society like if it's kind of isn't it the argument that like, oh, well, if we design the law so that corporations can find the loopholes, then they're always going to find the loopholes and make more money. So it's a responsibility of the government to keep them from being able to do that, not businesses to be ethical about their choices, you know, sort of same. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess the way you put it is the thing I'm saying. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess maybe like on the the Internet has this way of sort of turning everything into a thing about individuals or something because that's like an easy way to get at problems where it's like this person did this bad thing when it's like the fact that like people have to make money on OnlyFans like it's complicated for a bunch of reasons I'm not going to say it's bad but it's like complicated and like the same way that it's like sucks that people have to make money on Uber and shit like that it's like it's an app and they any moment they want they can drop you or they don't give a shit about you and so it's like of course, they of course they were gonna get fucked over. They were gonna get fucked over some other way. Um, that wasn't Bellathorn. Who is Bellathorn? What is who is she? Is she a celebrity? <laughs> She's like a Disney a Disney Channel star. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I wanna, anything that she's been in. <laughs> what the fuck? Hold on. I kind of want to look at a picture of Bellathorn now to see if I want to sign up for this. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'd be. I feel like I am afraid. I've thought about like. I've seen sometimes OnlyFans have been like, oh, I could sign up to that. But I'm like, I don't I feel like someone's going to find out about it. Like it's going to be public in some way. Who is this woman? Mm. Let me just put the. I've never. Who is this person? <laughs> what has she been in? Are you putting a picture of her up on the screen? I am. What has this woman been in? I, hmm. I would never recognize her. No, me neither. Huh. Maybe. Hmm. That gives me a sad feeling about you get older and you like lose touch completely with um popular culture. I mean, we could find out about her in two seconds and then know who she is. <laughs> Bella Thorne. I'm sure people know. She's okay. She's apologized. She she got totally dragged. She's probably Aww. she's probably like I love sex workers now. She probably changed her. Okay, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Infamous. Shake it up. No clue, man. Yeah, we really. It's funny, the chat has just a Wikipedia article. <laughs> funny. Well, I feel like I'm kind of good. All right. We're not doing, word. we're not doing, we were doing our hour and a half. So I don't know. I thought that we had to, but <laughs> the last half hour was always not as good as the first hour. Grueling. It was, yeah. It always felt like, yeah, we were kind of grinding at the last half hour. So we're just going to do hours now. Sound off in the chat if so, you feel one way or another about that. Sound off in the chat. Thanks for coming, you guys. <sighs> the COVID special edition. Man, I'm feeling a thing in my chest now, and I'm like, what's going on? Well, freaky. It's, yeah, it's probably, Edie texted me. What, what did she text you? 
She just had texted me, I think Edie's in the chat a, a few days ago that her head hurt or that she had been sleeping a lot. And I was like, oh, fuck. Um, but I assume I hope, Edie, that you're fine. Um, I think I, but now I'm scared all the time. I think I'm fine, too. But it's like I'll take as much reasoning as I can get. That's one thing on the chat. I just get, you know, I just get the psychosomatic. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I just start noticing my body a lot. The first week that COVID happened, I had like chest pains, but I I didn't have anything. And I was like, <laughs> I have COVID, I have COVID. And everyone was like, you're fine. But my chest really hurt. That's right. And everyone was like, you're manifesting these symptoms psychosomatically, but I really felt them. It's crazy how intense it is. Yeah, I felt so horrible last night. I like was having such a panic attack that I just really wanted to run. And I was like, why do I want to run so bad? And I was like, I guess because I'm like literally panicking. And so I feel I'm like an animal responding to yes like real fear yeah evolution hasn't really given you a framework for what fear of disease is <laughs> you just want to run away from a creature <laughs> exactly and i can't believe that you came to my house just the day before it's like of all days you've never been in my house without a mask yeah. and yeah you did it you yeah you didn't tell the story of like you receiving my text message i just sort of had a visual in my mind of what that was like what did you um, think was happening uh, that you and Sam and Will were all sitting together on the couch and then I texted you each one by one separately and you each like looked up at your phone and uh, all saw it at the same time. <laughs> I was quite calm and I still f relatively calm, but I was pretty calm, surprisingly. It Word. was pretty crazy to get that text, though. Bad news. I got positive for COVID. <laughs> Who do you, where do you think you got it? uh i this is what i think there's no reason to think this necessarily but i i took the subway to the beach and i was sitting in one of the the chairs in um where you're like back to back like you're sitting here and then there's someone's shoulders right here and they're looking the opposite way and i, I just like was sitting on the train for 45 minutes with someone like that and i thought maybe i got it from them I, it was it was weird to be so close to someone because i can't think of anybody else i was that near you know in months except for my friends well there you go oh i don't know that's how she got covid um yeah well, cool this was fun it's a good time i'm gonna play us out thanks for coming everybody raisin man arena